Bruce Newberry. The food dude. How about that Southern Soul Supper, part of the Southern Soul Weekend at Castle Hill next weekend? We had a taste of it just a few minutes ago, and here to talk more about that and another very, very prestigious culinary event, our friend, the executive chef at uh, the Castle Hill Inn, Lou Rossi, joins me on the line. Hi, Lou. Hey, Bruce. How you doing? Good. Great to talk to you, and great to have you on this snowy day, but we're going to get cozy with some food from the American South, nice and warm, and we'll think of uh, of springtime. Yeah, absolutely. We're so excited to have Chef Zeal and Chef Moore uh, from Sea Island and from the Watercolor Resort, respectively. Uh, they'll be They'll be up here with us next weekend. Um, starting Saturday the 9th. Uh, we're doing a Southern Soul Supper, so we've got four great courses. Uh, each are doing two. Um, and then we're rolling into a nice uh, Southern Soul brunch the next morning. Yeah, let's talk a little bit. Let's start with the brunch, if you don't mind, because it's kind of brunch hour. Uh, yeah, This course. is really a different, different take on brunch. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited. So it's it's rare that I get to just kind of step aside and let um, some other chefs come into the kitchen and and you know cook their cuisine. Um, so the menu, really soup to nuts, is uh, was designed by the two chefs coming in. Um, I'm I'm particularly excited to try the Kobe Rose smoked pork belly, um, and then the uh, the fried chicken livers are a favorite of mine as well. And you don't really see them on a menu that often uh, up here in the Northeast. I was noticing that. Boy, that was uh, really, really something different. But just some some great touches of the South. I mean, it's regional cooking. You've got honey money fried chicken with collards and pimento cheese grits. Uh, really just uh, some really unique and authentic stuff from down there. Yeah, it's funny. The um, I'm really looking forward to the biscuits and gravy, too. The the. One of the chefs, yeah. Danny Zeal, he's he's preparing the uh, G Room truffle scones, which I guess are are a pretty big deal down in the Georgia Room, uh, one of the fine dining restaurants at Sea Island. Um, so, never having traveled there, I'm looking forward to to getting a taste of the South myself. For sure, you're going to get a chance to travel there, and maybe it'll be a homecoming for you, or maybe it'll be a a place of culinary adventure. This whole area that they call the Low Country, and it encompasses uh, those islands. This is near uh, St. Simons Island and Georgia Sea Island, and then the Florida Panhandle. But north from there to about South Carolina, that that Low Country, it's been sort of an up-and-coming food area of American cooking for some time, but never got the attention that other parts of the country have received. So really interesting to to bring it to the forefront. I think it's exciting. Yeah, and I know that the chefs in that area, they're very deeply rooted in their traditions. Um, you know, I'm, I, I haven't had the, the pleasure of traveling there much myself, um, so I'm definitely hoping to, to plan a trip once I spend some time with the chefs this, this coming week. Oh, yeah. And I, I don't think you'll be alone, Lou Rossi, for sure. Talk about the supper now. We we actually previewed, we previewed it yesterday. We had a nice, uh, nice chat with Matt Coons, uh, which I'll bring to you again in uh, the other hour of the program. But uh, run down the menu for us. We started out the show today because we needed some tomato soup. So we, we started with your, your mater soup on the yeah. uh, Southern Souls Supper. <laughs> Take it from there. Yeah. Yeah, so the the canned mater soup, uh, Chef Matt Moore, it's actually his grandmother's recipe. 
Um, so we're, we're looking forward to trying that. And he's got um, serving on the side, he calls them uh, dippers, so fried green tomatoes and grilled cheese. His, his thought process, the best part of, of a soup is dipping something kind of crunchy into that and using that as a vessel to, to deliver it. Um, so definitely looking forward to trying that. And then the next two courses are being prepared by Chef Danny Zeal, um, the first being the cream corn agnolotti. Um, and the agnolotti are a stuffed, um, almost like a small pillow-shaped ravioli from uh, northern Italy in the Piedmont region. Um, so he's serving that with some field peas and some blue crab and black truffle. Um, should be really, really nice. And then uh, we're rolling into the main course, which would be uh, Georgia bison uh, tenderloin. And he's bringing some some specific blue corn grits that he, he loves from Cane Water Farms. Um, he's going to bring them up with him um, to serve with that. And then a little bit of parsnip bark, too, for some texture, so some crispy fried parsnip. Um, and then for dessert, we're going into um, – Apples, uh, traditional apple pie, uh, be served with a pink lady cider, um, and then a Fuji apple and vanilla ice cream. Um, so definitely a great way to end end a rich meal like that. Ooh, yeah, boy, it's going to be such a such a traditional experience and brand new tradition. I'll bet for a lot of your guests this weekend. And these chefs are uh, really great. Now, the kind of glue that brings everybody together are Matt Coons and Brian Young. Yeah, so Matt Coons uh, is our food and beverage director. Um, Brian Young is our, our managing director, and both um, worked actually together at Sea Island Resort in Georgia. Um, and then after, I think, about eight or nine years there, Matt Coons had uh, moved to Nemecolin Resort in Pennsylvania. And at the time, Matt Moore was uh, one of the chefs um, at that resort, so they, they got to know each other over the years and, and, you know, built a good friendship. And, yeah, Matt's been planning this uh, this dinner for probably the last, like, maybe six months or so. Um, so we, we've been looking forward to it um, for a while. And then, I fortunately, I actually had never met either of the chefs um, until this past weekend. Um, I was at a, a recruiting event at the Culinary Institute of America, and Matt Moore happened to be there as well. So we kind of stumbled into each other, which was a, it's a funny coincidence. It's a, it's a small world, but an even smaller industry for sure. Oh, for sure. You bet. And speaking of that, the following weekend, while uh, we're taking up our time with parades and corned beef and such, you're going to be out there in California rubbing elbows in that small chef community at a very, very prestigious event. It's called Gourmet Fest, and it is a Relay and Chateau event. Of course, Castle Hill is a Relay and Chateau property. And this is really just an all-out gourmet event. How exciting is this for you? Yeah, so this is my first time ever attending. Um, it, was, it was such an honor to be invited to participate. Um, so Carmel, from what I understand, is one of the most beautiful areas in the country. So I'm looking forward to spending a little time out there. But it'll, it'll be a quick turnaround. So we finish the Southern, Southern Soul Brunch on Sunday, um, and then I leave on Tuesday. I fly out. And then I have a couple of days to prepare for the events. Um, so I'm doing three events that weekend. Um, on Friday, I'm doing a um, sort of like a uh, black truffle and caviar dinner. Um, I so saw my that. First course, yeah, my first course is going to be marinated sea trout with Black River caviar, and then we're going to do a chilled avocado soup with uh, some shaved Sicilian pistachios and some radish um, on that as well. So it should be nice and light and clean and complement the uh, the briny flavor of the caviar nicely. Um, 
And then on the second day, I'm going to be doing a mushroom hunt um, and a lunch afterwards, which I'm really excited about. Um, I've never actually gone on a mushroom hunt before, so we're hoping to get a fair amount of chanterelles um, and morel season actually started up a little bit early with the weather that they had in, in Northern California this year. So um, yeah. I'm doing two two courses for for that uh, lunch. The first will be roasted sable fish that I'm going to marinate in some uh, miso, so fermented soybean, um, sugar, sake, and a little bit of rice wine. Um, and then we'll broil that so it'll get like nice and caramelized and have a nice mm. rich flavor. Um, we'll serve that with some pickled mushrooms. Um, and then the entree course for that is going to be a slow-cooked beef ribeye with carrots and wild mushrooms and brown butter. So definitely yeah. looking forward to that lunch. And the idea is that you're bringing back what you foraged and hunted on the mushroom side of life uh, for that lunch. So just really uh, as sustainable as you can get. That's really great. Yeah. And then the last day we're doing just a, a showcase. There'll be about 500 guests in attendance. Um, and we're going to be working with Agate Pearl Oysters, which are a really nice oyster from the Pacific Northwest, um, small to medium size, nice deep cup, um, really balanced flavor. And then typically you'd serve uh, oysters with a mignonette sauce, which is made from vinegar and shallots and black pepper. Um, so we're taking that traditional sauce and we're using a product called Versa Whip um, that will give it stability so we can make it almost like the texture of whipped cream. Um, but it'll have that acidic flavor of a traditional mignonette. So we'll put that on top of the oyster so it'll look almost like a little cloud sitting on top of, of each shell. Uh, oh, my goodness. This is really amazing. It's at uh, Carmel. It's at Lauberge Carmel, which is in uh, Carmel-by-the-Sea. I've not been there either, uh, Chef Lou Rossi, but it is not only a culinary destination, it's a destination for jazz. It is a destination for art, kind of like a Newport of the West. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I should fit yeah. in right, right at home. Very, very exciting. Well, good for you. Boy, uh, this is a fantastic trip for you, and uh, what a great, great honor for not only you, but of course for Castle Hill and everything. And you're going to be rubbing elbows with some some great chefs. Uh, looking down that lineup here, there's going to be a, a, a chance to uh, meet and kind of watch uh, Chef Michael Mina in action. Yep, he'll be there. I know that David Kinch is attending as well from Menresa. Um, one of the dinners that I'm doing is with uh, Melissa Rodriguez. She's the executive chef at Del Posto in New York City. Oh, yeah. Um, Nathan Rich from Twin Farms will be there. He was previously at the Lake Placid Lodge. So definitely looking forward to being surrounded by such talented individuals that you know I've looked up to for a long time and just happy to be included and uh, get to experience it myself. And you know what? Any of them would love to come cook with you at Castle Hill. Don't kid yourselves. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe we'll see if we can get a uh, get a guest another guest chef dinner on the books and get a couple. people. Bring them back, we'll, you we'll bet. See. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, best of luck. If you want to find out more about the uh, Southern Soul Weekend, you can certainly uh, visit uh, the Castle Hill Inn website and uh, find out all about that. It's going to be really quite an experience with these chefs from the low country coming up with their specialties. And, uh, Chef, you're going to have lots of stories all season long about your weekend out there in Carmel at the Relay and Chateau Gourmet Fest. So really exciting, and I hope we get a chance to talk to you about that when you get back. Thanks very, very much for being with us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. You take care now. Have a great day. All right. Thanks very, very much. And that is a taste of what is going on at Castle Hill and at that amazing gourmet fest out there in Carmel. Castle Hill is going to welcome two chefs from the American South with a very, very exciting 
idea here. It's called a Southern Soul Weekend. Now, oftentimes we have chefs coming in from far-flung places, uh, other countries, things like this. Great American food from an area that you don't hear as much about, but the food is incredible. So on the line with me is Matt Coons, the food and beverage director out of Castle Hill. Matt, nice to have you with us. Morning, Bruce. How are you today? I'm good. Great to have you. Great, great pleasure of ours and uh, very, very exciting. Southern Soul on the Hill. It's a celebration of the low country. And this is a kind of the, the last, maybe the last great unsung area of food in America. I think it is. I would agree. Uh, really, uh, in, really just very, very unusual, uh, just uh, very prominent flavors, not spice, not barbecue, a lot of traditional, a lot of traditional food ways and things like that. But this is great. Well, set it up for us, Matt. Uh, how, how is this going to work and who's going to do all this cooking? Uh, well, thank you. I'm happy to happy to do so. so. Yeah. So next weekend, we've got uh, two chefs flying in uh, from uh, from the south, joining us from Florida and Georgia, uh, both of which have spent their careers cooking in and around the south uh, to come up here and show us a little southern hospitality and a little southern comfort food. Uh, we're going to be featuring these chefs uh, with us on Saturday night uh, for a four course dinner in the dining room here at Castle Hill, and then as well on Sunday uh, for our uh, very popular Sunday brunch. We'll be doing a traditional southern brunch uh, on Nice. Sunday. And the chefs are from Sea Island Resorts in Sea Island, Georgia, and uh, also from kind of the, the Florida panhandle. Tell us a little bit about that resort in, in Florida, because I'm less familiar with that one. So the Watercolor Resort is located in Santa Rosa Beach, Florida, and it's part of a a uh, larger company, which is known as the St. Joe Club and Resorts. It's actually the second heart largest landowner in the state of Florida. They manage and own um, a variety of properties throughout the state. But uh, Watercolor is a beachfront uh, year-round resort. Uh, it's a luxury resort. It's a, it's a Forbes uh, travel guide rated property, and uh, they do a lot of great stuff uh, down there, and, and they love featuring um, you know, good old southern cooking. Yeah, yeah. All right. So we've got a southern soul supper starting out here, and let's go through the courses here. We start out with a very, very nice soup course. Tell us about this soup. So, yeah, so the canned mater soup, in quotes canned, um, is uh, this is, you know, going to be a refined, uh, you know, presentation and and kind of nod to uh, something that we all love and hold dear as, as a young child, which is just grilled cheese and, and tomato soup. Right. Be, uh, featuring, yes, fried green tomatoes with some bacon and Georgia olive oil. We're looking forward to that. Yes, the maters. You have your taters and then you have your maters. And these are your right. fried green maters. And grilled right. cheese and bacon and cheese powder and Georgia olive oil. And that's the that's the soup course. Then, that's correct. Uh, and again, this is uh, stuff we all know. Creamed corn annulati uh, is the side here. And the entree is bison tenderloin. Uh, tell us about this. So the bison tenderloin, this is actually a really fun dish. And so kind of the way we we structured the menu here is each one of our chefs has done two of the, two dishes. So we won't re- reveal who has done which dish. But um, the Georgia bison is actually uh, it's grown and raised uh, in the south of Georgia. Um, you know, and it's, it's it's local bison uh, here, you know, from the south that we're going to be uh, importing up here to uh, to New England to to serve to our to our local guests. Mm-hmm. What's going to be alongside that bison tenderloin? We've got got some uh, some wonderful uh, 
grits and parsnip bark. Uh, the grits coming from Cane Water Farms. Uh, as you see throughout the menu, you'll see a lot of uh, southern vendors and ingredients that we're getting involved in partnering with so that we can really provide an authentic experience. Really exciting. Those are blue corn grits, not to be confused with the creamed corn annulati. Tell us uh, how how this works here. We know about annulati, but mm-hmm. uh, this is an unusual take on annulati. Yeah, so the cream corn, this is going to be uh, a pretty refined uh, presentation uh, for some southern food, you know, accompanied with some field peas, a little blue crab, which is very prevalent in the low country, but, uh, you know, kind of elevating that a little bit with a little black truffle and uh, the cream corn. I don't want to give too much away, but, uh, you'll, you know, I think people will be surprised as how the cream corn gets incorporated. Really interesting. And then dinner concludes with old-fashioned apple pie. That's but, right. uh, again, that's got so a uh, pedigree, too. Yeah, talk about what goes into that pie. Uh, so we're going to be featuring um, uh, a couple of varieties of apples here from uh, Pink Lady Cider Apples as well as Fuji Apples and uh, served as everybody uh, may, may love, served a la mode. Yes. Sounds good. So that's dinner. And then Sunday we've got an a la carte brunch. And uh, this is uh, going to be, uh, is this going to be uh, served at the table, Matt, or uh, are we going to be able to select or how's it going to work? Yeah, so the, so the brunch is, is a la carte, as our every Sunday brunch is. Mm. Uh, so we've got a variety of uh, appetizers and main dishes as well as desserts that guests can choose to enjoy uh, in whichever fashion they, they wish. Sounds good. Tell us the selection of starters. So we've got uh, some great southern classics here. We've got a wonderful skillet cornbread, hush puppies, uh, smoked pork belly. We're uh, featuring some, uh, some broiled oysters, a gem lettuce salad, uh, some fried chicken liver. Wow, and and not only that, but you've got uh, fried chicken liver with local hot sauce. There is a great hot sauce story going on at Castle Hill Inn. There is. So we, um, one of our uh, one of our team members uh, at, at our company um, has a has a project called Red's Hot Sauce. Some yes. people may see it. it. It's offered in in all of our Newport Restaurant Group restaurants as well as some local uh, stores. Uh, and it's a wonderful uh, vinegar based. Um, pepper sauce that uh, that we're proud to uh, to share. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be so so good. And uh, then there are brunch entrees and even a brunch dessert. Yes, that's that is correct. We're looking forward to we're uh, carrying some bison over and we're doing a little sh- short rib hash. Mm. Um, one thing I'm two things I'm pretty excited for is our bourbon maple bread pudding French toast as yes. well as our honey money fried chicken. Yes. Uh, with uh, with Jimmy's collards, who's Jimmy? Jimmy, Jimmy is a real person. Jimmy is a person uh, uh, to kind of give away a little bit. Of this. this is one of Chef Daniel's dishes, who's coming from Sea Island. Jimmy is uh, a longtime uh, chef at Sea Island, and uh, he's grown and born and raised in the South. And he is known around the resort for his collards, and they like to feature his collards around the resort. So we're going to uh, show those off a little bit. Nice, but there's even a nod to where you are locally, at least in New England, because uh, we've got some Maine lobster uh, on the brunch menu here. Yes, we are. We're going to feature some uh, local Maine lobster with biscuits and gravy, mm. um, with some uh, some truffle scones. Um, Seattle Resort has a uh, five-star restaurant called the Georgian Room, so these are lovely referred to as G-Room truffle scones. These are uh, a signature item there. Uh, that's going to be finished with a little andouille sausage gravy so that it doesn't get much more classic south than biscuits and gravy. And to top that off with a little local Maine lobster. For that sure. Should be outstanding. Now, these are, these are uh, two chefs from the low country, Sea Island in Georgia. Where is Sea Island in relation to St. Simon's Island? 
Monkey Island Resort is located adjacent to St. Simons Island, which is about 70 miles south of Savannah and about 70 miles north of Jacksonville, Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it became famous during the, the uh, Jimmy Carter presidency. That was kind of his uh, retreat out there, tremendous golf area and all that. And then uh, you, you had mentioned the St. Joe Club, and just kind of landmark that a little bit closer for us on the Florida Panhandle, if you would, Matt. Uh, I would say that's about uh, maybe 20 miles east of Panama City Beach. Gotcha. Okay. When, when we uh, unfortunately know a little bit about Panama City Beach, they had a tough time back a few months ago, but uh, all all going well down there now? All is, all is well. Good, uh, good. The resort is doing well. Well, great. Well, how can we find out more about this Southern Soul Weekend? Uh, you're uh, welcome to uh, check out our website here, castlehillin.com. Um, You'll find our, our specials page that you can go and look under our dining, and we've got bio, uh, biographies for both chefs, uh, including some photos of them and a little bit about their uh, their experience and their their journey that led us to today, as well as a little bio on our own executive chef, Lou Rossi, who I don't want to forget. He's also uh, participating in this, but uh, we're trying to you know definitely feature our, our guests who are traveling a long way to be here. For sure. All right. Some unique dining going on. Here in Newport. Great to talk to you, Matt Coons, uh, out there at Castle Hill, and uh, great to see you, and we'll be seeing more of you as the season comes on here. Thanks very, very much indeed. Thanks for having me, Bruce. All right, anytime, and that's a taste of what's going on out at Castle Hill Inn. When there's a real chill in the air, there are few things that can delight all your senses, like the wonderful things going on in the kitchen. The minute you hit the door, all your senses get engaged. The smell of the good things cooking, particularly when that cook is preparing Gaspar's Linguisa and Churiz, adding Gaspar's to any one of your favorite dishes. Chili, pizza, omelets, sandwiches, red beans and rice, lasagna. There's almost no end to the wonderful ways Gaspar's can be served. And Gaspar's Linguisa comes in slices, franks, cocktail bites, and the traditional sausage. There's sausage out of the casing for sauces. You know that Gaspar's Linguisa and Chiriz are available at all major supermarkets, like the ones I broadcast from. But if you're headed for someplace warm this winter, you're never far from a taste of home, because Gaspar's is also available at Publix and at Harris Teeter. So look for Gaspar's and have a great winter wherever you're spending it. Gaspar's, for over 85 years, the Portuguese sausage that the whole world can enjoy. 1540 WADK. WADK. Let's talk a little Star Wars here. Very, very exciting event coming to PPAC. The Rhode Island Philharmonic Orchestra is going to be performing in Star Wars. And uh, the movie will be playing on the big screen, and the full orchestra, the Rhode Island Philharmonic, will be playing music from the Star Wars scores. This is very exciting. We have on the line conductor Lucas Richmond to talk about it. Lucas, nice to have you with us. Thank you, Bruce. It's uh, nice to speak with you. Great, great pleasure. This is very, very exciting, uh, but nothing new for you. You're, you can be called a musical Jedi. You and Star Wars go back a ways. <laughs> We certainly do. I mean, you know, listen, listen uh, Star Wars is uh, the, the soundtrack for Star Wars. Is, it's basically kind of the, the soundtrack of our lives. It's I mean, true, those isn't of us it? Who were, who were there when the, the movie first premiered, um, it's been just uh, always in the background there. I mean, and uh, I mean, it's really remarkable. Um, I've done many of these concerts uh, with the music of Star Wars, and every time we hit that 
first splash of B flat major, the, uh, there's such a visceral reaction from the audience. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it must be just a tremendous, tremendous experience just to feel that music live. And and again, nothing new for you. As a matter of fact, this came about, uh, from what I understand, you and John Williams have quite a history, and he actually invited you to uh, lead a three-month national tour of Star Wars in concert. So tell us about that. Exactly. Um, well, I, I I grew up in Los Angeles, and I was very involved with the Young Musicians Foundation in in L.A., um, which was a, a, originally set up as a training orchestra for for conductors. And uh, many many fine musicians have come out of the the organization. And John Williams um, has uh, been very gracious uh, being on the board uh, for for years, and I've served on the board with him. Um, so we've actually known each other for just about thirty five years. Wow. Um, and. Uh, as uh, um, he, he's, as more and more orchestras want to play his music, um, uh, of course, uh, th- there have been the opportunities to conduct uh, Star Wars, and uh, there was this incredible tour um, with uh, clips from all six of the films oh, uh, at the time. Seven and eight had not yet come out, um, and uh, uh, so we did a, an eleven-week tour with an 82-piece touring orchestra all over the country, um, into Canada and Mexico, and it was just extraordinary. Um, it was like, and what was so cool, the thing about this is that it's orchestral music. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's not, there's not a singer. There's, there's, it's, it's an orchestra, and the orchestra was like the, the rock star. I mean, it was just, just so amazing. Um, and that John Williams wrote these notes to define these characters, and they have just been uh, become part of our our cultural um, zeitgeist. <laughs> it's true. It's so true. And you know, when you hear just those first few notes, whether it's uh, the the Jedi March or whether it's the Cantina Band or any of that, you know exactly who it is that's being uh, brought to life, and it becomes a character in the film, doesn't it? Absolutely, and and that's the remarkable thing about uh, uh, John Williams, in that he is able to create an oral um, universe uh, in in every film. I mean, he he so clearly defines the nuance of the storytelling, uh, from this you know the, this music out in space uh, to uh, dinosaurs to the, the Harry Potter, and you know just with a little celeste. Uh, I mean, suddenly you're in that world of magic. Um, so he does that, of course, with all the characters of uh, Luke Skywalker and Princess Leia and Han Solo. And this film we're going to be doing, A New Hope, is um, while it's Episode Four for many of us, it's you know it's the original Star Wars. Yeah. Um, uh, and it's the you know this is the place where the, the movie in which uh, these characters, these beloved characters, were first introduced along with his music. For sure. Now this is going to be Saturday, March 9th, Two performances, uh, afternoon and in the evening at PPAC. And uh, you can go to rifill.org, and uh, you can find out all about tickets. There are some tickets available, from what I understand. So, you know, I want to make mention, uh, Lucas Richmond, about your kind of beginnings there in the, the uh, symphony scene out 
in L.A. where it really integrates younger musicians into the main orchestra, and it's almost like a minor league kind of a deal. And the uh, the Rhode Island Philharmonic Orchestra really takes a backseat to no one, particularly in this part of the country where that's concerned, because we have the Rhode Island Philharmonic Orchestra and Music School, and it is uh, really just what you're talking about. It's actually the first merged and, and combined professional orchestra and community music school in the United States. So you are on some good ground here, my friend. Well, I think it's extraordinary. I've been hearing about the the program with the Rhode Island Philharmonic and, and the school uh, for for many years. And, and the fact is that um, we as musicians, we're always... Um, uh, Getting our, our the next generation ready, you know, to to fill our shoes, to fill, to to make music, and and the idea of paying it forward. That's the 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 fact that you can do this with the professional musicians, with the young people, um, in such a, a brilliant capacity as the school is is just fabulous. And I know that um, uh, your new uh, the, the new artistic advisor and conductor uh, Bramel Tavi yes. is perfect to lead. Um, uh, both the Philharmonic and the school into uh, the next uh, iteration. For sure, we're speaking with uh, Lucas Richmond, Grammy Award-winning conductor Lucas Richmond, by the way. And <laughs> okay, sorry. it's okay. Uh, but I, I have conducted all over the, the country and all over the world, um, both in classical music and in, in film music. And I've had a chance to, um, growing up in L.A., did uh, ended up doing a lot of uh, conducting for film scores, um, uh, like uh, The Village uh, with Hilary Hahn, yeah. um, James Newton Howard's um, score, and As Good As It Gets for Hans Zimmer, um, among others. And the most recent one was which was a lot of fun, um, the, the House with a Clock in Its Walls. Um, oh, my. With, with Jack Black and Kate Blanchett. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, t- I teach a conducting workshop um, in Los Angeles every year. I've done it for 21 years through BMI, Broadcast Music Incorporated. Well, we know BMI um, which, very well. So I, I teach a conducting workshop for TV and film composers, and I've taught over 160 of the working TV and film composers um, out in Los Angeles how to conduct. Amazing. Um, and uh, and through that, uh, had various other experiences uh, um, that have led to more movies and and the, the Grammy and all kinds of things. So it's it, it you know it's it's a, it's an amazing. I'm I'm really feel very blessed to be able to do all this for sure. Great, great stuff. Well, I'm just looking over some of the some of your resume here, Lucas, and I'm looking at some of the folks that you've conducted and worked with, not only in the classical world but also in the pop world. Uh, people from Marvin Hamlish to James Taylor to Pat Boone, <laughs> many of whom, <laughs> Victor Borga, many of whom have been on the same stage you're going to be on with this orchestra at PPAC. Oh, that's so fun. That's so fun. Um, well, this is my, my first time working with the orchestra, so I'm really looking forward to it. Oh, uh, just going to be terrific. How, how large an orchestra is going to be on hand here? I, I said full orchestra, but I mean in terms of, of uh, uh, number of players and such, have any idea of how big a, how big a group you're going to be in front of? Well, it's, I'm sure it's uh, you know in the, in the region of 75 to 80 musicians because yeah. it's, um, the, the, uh, the sound... Um, that John Williams writes for. I mean, it's a huge group. uh, Yeah. uh, Full woodwinds and full brass and full percussion and harp and piano. I mean, it's a a very, very large ensemble um, to get that whole uh, 
space universe going. So, well, that's it. Um, and what, what's really uh, remarkable in this context when you're doing these films is that, um, yes, people watch the films, but now you get to hear so much of this soundtrack that you never heard before. So much, unfortunately, is, is repressed because of the sound effects and the dialogue. That makes sense. But um, in, in the live context, you really get to hear every note that John Williams wrote. Um, and it's, it's like, oh, my gosh, I didn't even know that that was there. It wow. Was, it, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's an experience like none other. Oh, man, uh, so, so great. This is going to be really a great afternoon or a great evening, and you may want to go both. So. <laughs> Absolutely. And Absolutely. It's, a, it's a live orchestra. We're running the, the, um, the whole uh, episode four, A New Hope, um, so you watch the movie and you see it's like, you know, harkening back to the old time when people would play, you know, accompany a silent film. Well, that's it. And, but here we have a full orchestra accompanying um, the film that George wow. made. The thing that I always get love from these experiences when um, young people come to these concerts um, to see, oh my goodness, the flute represents Princess Leia, and they, they, they hear it and they see that connection, and then invariably I, I get young people coming to me and say, I want to take up the violin, I want to, I want to learn the flute, because they see now this connection, many things that we take for granted, we, you know, we go see a movie and we don't really think about the music, but now here it's such a tangible connection between the music and the film. Wow, that is so, so strong, really exciting stuff, uh, Lucas Richmond, and you'll be able to see and experience all of this on Saturday, March the 9th at PPAC. And you can find out more and get tickets at tickets.rifil.org. And uh, very, very exciting. Uh, so glad to be able to talk to you and uh, looking so forward to seeing you and the orchestra on March the 9th at PPAC for the Star Wars with the Rhode Island Philharmonic. Thank you so much, Bruce. It's uh, been great talking with you. Great, great I look pleasure. forward to seeing everybody there. You bet. All right. Thanks uh, very, very much indeed. Tickets.rifil.org. Bruce Newberry. The food dude. 